If you keep frantically checking the mailbox every day so that you find those seeds before your wife does, go ahead and click subscribe. Welcome to the show, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 785 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to give away a pack of seeds. Before we get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of the great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to Green Goblin Grows. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Kojaks and Danger Cat. Let's send a big fist bump to Simeon. I want to send a big thank you shout out to Crafted Flower. Let's send a special thank you shout out to Fruggle Rock. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Kyle H. I want to send a thank you shout out to Jacob M and Sam H. Let's send a big thank you shout out to one of my favorite photographers, my buddy ADHD Grower. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Ars Kickerson. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to Billy Podunk. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know there is a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends to support the podcast. Before we get too far into this episode, I do want to announce that we can now accept cash and money orders on iRedirect. That's right, we've been taking wave payments. We can take any credit card through wave payments, but now we can also take cash and money order on iRedirect. Go ahead and place your order. At the end of the order, it will tell you how to send your cash or money order. All of the instructions will be right there on the screen. Big shout out to the web dude for helping me set that up. Before we get too far in this episode, I do want to announce that we can now take cash and money orders as a payment option on iRedirect. Up until now, we've been able to take all credit cards through wave processing. Now we can accept your cash and money order orders. All you have to do is place your order at the checkout phase of the order. There will be a spot that you can click cash or money order. Then all of the instructions you need will be right there on the screen. So go ahead and place those cash or money order payment orders. I will look forward to filling those. And a big shout out to the web guy for making that happen. All right, where do we go from there? In this episode, I am going to give away a pack of seeds. The seed giveaway, of course, is sponsored by our friends at seedsherenow.com. Make sure you check out seedsherenow.com and also follow them on all of these social media applications. Of course, we will give away those seeds here toward the end of this episode. Before we get to that part, let's talk about the main topic of today's episode. It is January right now as we record this episode, the middle of January. Spring is approaching. It is almost time for the outdoor season. It doesn't seem like it's time to start thinking about that yet. We've got five, maybe six months before plants are going outside, but let's get prepared. It's never too early to start preparing our ganja grow. If we're going to put plants outside, I always recommend putting out something that we have tested, at least something that we have sex tested. A lot of growers that grow on the coast that are able to grow bigger crops, they're already sprouting their seeds, already cutting their clones, getting their plants ready for June and July and August, which is six, seven, eight months away. But by the time it comes time to put those plants outside, they're going to have big, beefy, monstrous plants. So if you don't have clones, if you don't have something ready now that you already know is a female that has been tried and true, now is the time to start prepping and planning for your outdoor grow. 
The first thing to think about is, do you have a reliable source for seeds or clones? Of course, you can get seeds at seedsherenow.com or iredirect.com. Do some shopping, find what works best for you. But now is the time to start getting those seeds if you don't already have them. Start shopping, start doing research. We're going to talk about what research needs to be done, but now is the time to start getting those seeds. Then as soon as you get those seeds, I recommend germinating them and start vegging them. Yes, it is very early. We've got a lot of time to go before the outdoor season comes, but do you want to put some random, untested, unvetted seeds outdoors, or would you like to maybe give them an audition run? Run them one time before you put them outside. That way you can do a quick pheno hunt, find the plant that you like best, then put that one outdoors and make several clones of it and fill the outdoor garden with that. I understand not everybody has an indoor garden. This isn't an option for everybody, but this will help you out in the long run if you are able to do this. I recommend getting a pack of seeds. Start vegging them now. I highly recommend sexing those plants. There are many ways to do that. You can grow them up to uh, big enough to get a clone from them. That's up to you to determine. Get a clone. Then you can either put the original plant into flower or you can put that clone into flower. Within 10 to 14 days, you will know if you've got male or female plants. You can throw away all of the males and all the male plants and corresponding clones and keep the females Run those and do that pheno hunt to find the desirable phenotype for your area, for your needs. Another way we can do it, we can put these plants under 12-12 lighting, put them into flower for 10 to 14 days, and soon enough they will begin to show you their sex. It won't take long for those plants to start showing you their sex. As soon as you identify males, remove them. Let them flower until you've positively identified the sex of all of those plants. Then simply put the timer back to a vegetative state. You can go to 24 on and zero off or 18.6 will also work for you. I do my mother plants at 19.5. I like them to sleep a little bit, but I also need to give them extra light because I've got some tropical varietals that will try to flower on me if they don't get enough light time. So those are two easy ways that you can quickly sex your plants. You can cut a clone as soon as it is time to cut a clone. You can either put that clone dome in the flower room or you can put the original plants in the flower room. Within 10 to 14 days, you will have identified the males and females, or you can simply flower out your original plants and then re-veg them. It won't take long to revert them back to veg. If you're only in flower for 10, 14, maybe 17 days, it won't take that long to turn them around. And they'll also grow quite large while they're in that early phase of flower. They'll really take off for you. So you can identify sex that way. And then as soon as you find the males, remove them from the garden. Now we are only working with female plants. Be very careful that you do not put male plants outdoors in the grow, in the outdoor grow this season. We don't want to pollinate other people's grows. We don't need stray pollen around. I recommend to you, do not put a male plant outdoors. The way to do that is to sex it early. Identify that before they ever make it outdoors. Those male plants should not ever go outdoors. Imagine vegging a plant for two, three, maybe even four months, getting that plant the size of a Volkswagen and then flowering it outdoors and 10 or 12 days into the flowering season, you realize that big ass plant that you dedicated all that time, that energy, that space, the love, the care, the nutrients, the water, uh, the real estate, uh, possibly the felony. You dedicated all of that to a plant that you don't even get to finish because it's a boy and you've got to cut it down as soon as possible. So let's sex these plants before we put them outside. That's why I'm telling you to order seeds now and grow them indoors one time if you can. I understand not everybody's got that luxury, but ideally let's run them one time indoors. Find out which plant in that batch is your favorite. You've taken a clone of it. So now you've got a mother plant of all of the plants in there. When you find your favorite, you can remove the rest, keep your favorite, make it bigger, make multiple clones of that, then put all of those clones outdoors. So you've got your ideal phenotype loading up your outdoor garden.
Now, like I've said before, I understand that not everybody has got an indoor grow space. This is not uh, optional for everybody. This is just situational availability. If you can do this, do this. If not, I do have other options for you. I highly recommend if you can't sex your plants before you put them outside, I recommend feminized seeds. That's right. Those plants will be all female seeds. There's no difference in those fem seeds and reg seeds other than they will all be females. A lot of people have a lot of a stigma, a lot of myth, a lot of problems with feminized seeds. I'm here to tell you there's no difference in fem seeds than there are regular seeds other than the fact that we have learned how to remove all of the male pollen from the equation. It'll be all girl plants. They will perform just as well as your male plant or your regular plants. Uh, they will. Uh, you can clone them. You can breed with them. They are just as good. They are the exact same as the regular plants, except we've learned how to not get the male pollen in that equation, so they will all be female. So I recommend you run female plants outdoors. I currently have Lemon Jeffrey and Golden Goat Fem Seeds, and very soon I will restock the Orange Gasm Fem Seeds. So if you're looking for quality fems in your garden, make sure you do look for Lemon Jeffrey, look for the Golden Goat, and if you are kind of patient, look out very soon for those Orange Gasm Seeds. That's right, we said it here first on the podcast. The Orange Gasm restock is coming very soon. All right, where were we? Run Fem Seeds if you can. If you can't sex your plants indoors and do a pre-sex test before you put them outside, then I would recommend running feminized seeds. All of those seeds will be girls. You won't have to worry about pulling the males. Set yourself up for success. Now, here is a crazy idea, something I don't talk about too often, but if you want to be creative, you can definitely run some auto flowers outdoors. We have friends who have been on the podcast who run multiple crops of autoflowers outdoors. They will start a crop early. They'll put it outside. They'll wait two or three weeks, use the rest of the grow and put that outside. And that way they've got two crops, maybe even three crops of autoflowers coming down in the season that we get to grow one crop. This works out very well for them because then they've got staggered harvest. That means that in two weeks they get to cut down this little plot and then they get to process all that, chop it down trim it, do whatever needs to be done. Processing is the word, get it out of the way. Then in two weeks, we've got another crop coming. Then in two weeks, another crop that helps out because then you don't have one giant crop to cut down all at once. It'll buy you some time, space out your harvest. Also, I've seen people run one auto flower crop outside and one photo period crop outside. You get to cut down those autos a little bit early. Then right after that, your photo period crop is done. I've seen that. So think about what is going to work best for you in your environment, in your situation. Do you want regular seeds? Do you need fem seeds? Or are you the type of person that is going to run auto flowers? Now, there's also the other option of getting clones. Are you going to get clones from a friend, from a dispensary, somewhere online, a clone vendor? Maybe they fall out of the sky. I don't know allegedly how you get your clones, but here are things to think about when you get those clones. Make sure you treat them for every bug and pathogen and pest and mold possible. Think that those bug, those plants have got every plant disease you could imagine and treat them for it. Isolate them. Don't put them near the rest of your plants. Clean them up. And then the thing to think about is when you get clones, is that clone, first of all, is it really what you think it is? Is it legitimately properly labeled? Then the second thing to think about is somebody else pheno hunted that clone for you. Now that may be great for you, but I like different things than you like, and Mike likes different things than I like, and Clint likes different things than Mike likes, and but we all like similar things, but I don't want to rely on another person to pheno hunt 
my outdoor product for me. That's something that I would like to do myself. So unless you really trust the person that did that selection for you, you may not get the ideal phenotype that you're hoping for. It may be great for them in their region, in their environment, in their state, in their climate, in their garden, in their uh, situation. Everything will be different. Just a few miles away, things are going to be drastically different. So maybe that phenotype was perfect for them, but it's not going to be perfect for you. That is something to think about. All right, let's move forward a little bit. I've been talking about the right plant for you. Uh, think about selecting the right plants for your region. Uh, things to think about is, will it finish on time? Is it too hot or too cold in your environment? Is it too dry or too humid in your environment? Does your environment have, uh, does it commonly get powdery mildew in your environment? Have you grown outdoors the last couple of years? Do you know people who have grown outdoors in your region in the last few years? What did they experience? What problems, pests, past pathogens? Did they experience? Did they get powdery mildew? Did they get a certain kind of bug at a certain time of the year? If you talk to the farmers in your area, they will already know what you need to prepare for. So maybe find the other ganja farmers in your area, join the groups, join the community and find out what is coming. Also talk to the other farmers, the people that are just growing normal conventional crops, the lettuce farmers, the carrot farmers. I don't know what they're growing in your neighborhood, but talk to them and see what should I expect this year? They will let you know. Now is the time to start researching and selecting plants that are going to handle those conditions, those problems, and that environment properly. You will see on some breeders' websites that they do say, these plants handle powdery mildew. These plants are great in this region. These plants are great in this region. You will see things like that on my website and many other breeders' websites. So start doing your research. Also, go see what other growers in your area are growing. Maybe you need the same strains. Maybe there's a reason why everybody in that area chooses that same clone because it does very well there. There's probably a breeder in your area that is producing seeds that has been producing seeds for generations after generation in that area to make the perfect strain for that area. So maybe you need to find the breeder in your area that's got the crop for you. I know that the things I breed here work very well here. Of course, they're being bred here. So if I spread them out to my friends grows here, we have great success. There's probably somebody like that in your area. Now, here's something I always want to talk about when it comes to planting outdoors. Um, first of all, I should say, follow the rules, follow the laws. If you're going to plant outdoors, uh, know how many plants you can put out there. Know if they've got to be under lock and key behind a fence, if they've got to be hidden, that is up to you. I'm not your legal counsel. I am the guy teaching you how to produce high quality cannabis. Do not get yourself or me in trouble while you were doing that. Now, uh, that being said, follow your plant count, follow all the rules, but always plant extra. Um, you're going to lose some. You're definitely, most likely, probably going to lose some of your outdoor crop. You're going to lose some to weather. You're going to lose some to bugs. You're going to lose some to animals. Uh, there are also thieves and then maybe uh, even law enforcement. And then hopefully after all of that at the bottom of the list, maybe you're on the list and you'll get some cannabis at the end of this for yourself. But make sure you plant extra uh, because here, here where we are, we always lose a couple of plants. I had a friend who had a big outdoor grow in his backyard and every year the plant right there at the corner and that plant right there at the back corner, those would be the first two to disappear. And when those started getting cut down by the thieves, we knew that was when it was time for us to get out there and actually start harvesting our crop. So uh, I've had plants stolen from my backyards before. That's why I don't even bother to grow outdoor cannabis here. Uh, my neighbors are 20 feet that way and 20 feet that way and probably 40 feet that way. Uh, they can all see it. The fences are real low. Uh, it's going to disappear around here. So there's no point in growing outdoor cannabis here. The thieves are going to come get it. But make sure that you plant extra because, like I said, bugs, animals, weather, thieves, cops, 
Uh, who knows what else could go wrong? There could be a great flood. Uh, I don't even want to wish. I don't want to jinx you and send other shit your way. But plan extra and plan ahead. Um, outdoor can be as simple or as elaborate as you want to make it. It could be as easy as putting some pots outdoors, or you could really prep the soil, build a bunch of structure, build a watering system. It is up to you. The beauty of it is that sun is so amazing. That sun is free and it is out there. So you should take advantage of that if you've got the space and the legal means to do so. Uh, it's all about how much effort you want to spend into it. Uh, but the first things I would think about definitely are good genetics. If you don't have good genetics for outdoors, you're not going, you may not even make it all the way to harvest or uh, harvest time may come and your plants might not even be finished. It may be uh, snowing on you. It may be Halloween here in Colorado. It snows almost every year on Halloween. The joke is that you've got to base your Halloween costume around your jacket and around the snow. That's why I rock the Chewbacca costume. It's always nice and warm, but it's going to snow. Uh, maybe your plants won't even be done by then if you have not selected the appropriate genetics. So choose the right genetics. Then the next thing I would think about is probably amending the soil. Uh, the soil is where the plants are going to get their energy, their life, their food, their nutrients that's coming from the soil. Unless you plan on feeding your outdoor crop bottled nutrients, I would really invest in amending the soil. Um, good soil. Uh, I've done several podcasts with Jesse. I've done a lot of other outdoor episodes and also follow build a soil. If you really want to know about building a good outdoor soil and getting your products affordably and getting them shipped right to your door, build a soil does not pay me anything for that. I just know it's a great company and they've got all the shit that you're going to need. Um, so build a good soil, get that outdoor soil going. Then something else I would definitely consider is something to cover your outdoor plants from storms here in Colorado. Uh, we get a hailstorm right in the middle of the summer. Uh, it's going to be a super nice day. And then you're going to look up and it's going to be dark as shit up in the sky. The clouds are going to be all rolling around and look crazy. And you're going to see lightning. And about 40 seconds after that, there's going to be hail the size of golf balls and grapefruits. Get the fuck indoors, cover your car, get your car in the garage, bring the dog inside. But now what about the ganja plants? Now is the time before we put those plants outdoors to start thinking about that hailstorm, the rainstorm, the crazy winds we're going to get. I don't know what comes your way. I don't know where you are, but you're going to get some bullshit weather. Um, it's Their plants are going to be out there June, July, August, September, maybe October, uh, maybe even into later than that. If you, depending on what you're going to do, they're going to be out there for five, six months. You're going to get at least one, two, maybe five or six terrible fucking nights of weather. Be prepared for that. Let's build something to cover these plants from the hail. Let's build something to protect them from the rain. Let's build a way to protect them from the crazy winds that do come up. Be prepared and expect that. Don't act surprised when it fucking hails on you. It is going to happen. That's what nature does, especially when we all put a bunch of ganja plants outside. Nature goes, you think so, motherfucker? And it just drops all the ice trays right on your head and laughs at you. That's the way nature works. So be prepared. Plan ahead. Like I said before, set yourself up for success. We all know the storm is coming. We know that the animals are coming. We know the bugs are coming. We know the weather is coming. We know that a thief is going to think about it. Be prepared for all of this shit, you guys. So I would focus on getting good genetics. Then I would amend that soil. Then I would definitely work on something to cover and protect those plants. It happens every year. It ruins people's crops. I've seen people lose uh, entire summer's worth of work in one night due to a hailstorm. So be prepared for that. Another thing that you should definitely think about in your outdoor garden and planning your outdoor garden early is integrated pest management. What are you going to do to keep bugs away from your garden? 
What is going to show up in your area? We all run the risk of uh, spider mites, white flies, fungus gnats. Uh, here in Colorado, in my region, we get a lot of caterpillars that turn into beetles or they turn into uh, caterpillars. They turn into these little moths They turn and they lay these uh, weird uh, cocoons inside of the buds and then they break open and they have these little orange, uh, they're melon worms or something. They turn into these orange fucking worms and they eat your weed. And then if you smoke those orange worms, you get high as giraffe pussy, but I haven't done that since like high school. So don't do that shit anymore. But think about your integrated pest management strategy. Not only insects, are you going to get rabbits? Are you going to get deer? Is there a possibility of bear? Maybe there's dogs. Maybe there's cats. Think about all of that shit and how to humanely keep them away from the grow. Let's not hurt uh, any of the animals, the bugs, the natural life that was there. That land that was there was there before you. It is yours now to grow on. But in the future, I don't know whose it will be. So please take good care of that land for the future generations. Maybe you've got kids. Maybe you don't. Somebody's going to have to deal with that land in the future. Please don't fuck it up. Also, something else I should mention, when we're using our pesticides or integrated pest management, uh, keep your neighbors in mind. Let's not destroy or damage or ruin their side of the fence. Keep that shit in mind. Let's not destroy any of the nature around us. Let's, uh, let's improve it. I know we have to get rid of some bugs. We have to be safe. We have to protect our crop. But be respectful to the environment that is around you. So with that being said, find an ideal, humane way to keep rabbits, chickens, dogs, cats, goats, deer, bear. I don't know what is in your neighborhood. Maybe there's a crazy possum. Maybe you got spider monkeys. I don't know what is there, but figure out a way to safely and humanely keep them away from your plants. Also think about thieves. Uh, we need to keep thieves away from our plants. I would never recommend hurting anybody for your ganja plants. You will go to jail. If you hurt somebody protecting your ganja plants, depending on what state you're in, uh, you could very well go to jail for defending your criminal enterprise, which is your ganja plant. So think about what you're going to do if somebody comes into that yard one night to take your plants. Also keep in mind, you've got bait out there. You were never entering a criminal enterprise or this sort of realm before, but now you've got a very uh, profitable, a cash crop, a very valuable commodity in your backyard, and people may want that. Think about that before you enter this uh, endeavor here, before you even put those plants out there. Also, I've said this before, um, it is my responsibility as just a good friend and as a podcaster to remind you, think about law enforcement. Is it legal to grow where you're growing? Uh, if it's not legal to grow where you're growing, are you ready to face those consequences, which whatever may happen, whatever may come from it? Now, you're going to say, no one's going to know. How are they going to know? It shit happens, dude. Maybe uh, recently my basement flooded and I had to have plumbers and fucking people down in my basement near where my grow space is. Luckily, it's legal here in Colorado. I've only got a few fucking plants. Uh, I just straight up showed them because it was easier to be like, hey, here's this in here. Please don't go in this room. And they all looked and they said, oh, there's plants. And it was out of the way. I just showed them. You know what I mean? Here, just lift up my dress. Let, let me let you take a peek. That way they weren't curious. But I've got my legal amount of plants down there. It's nothing crazy. They went, oh, and they were bored with it. But maybe it's not legal where you are. So maybe one day the gas guy comes to check the gas meter or the water meter or the electrical meter. Or maybe there's a fucking cop helicopter just happens to randomly fly over your backyard. Maybe your neighbors get in a fight and then the cops go to the neighbor's house and they're in the backyard just talking and they go, what's that over the fence? Oh, it's a big ass weed plant. Think about all of the shit that could go wrong. I don't want anything to go wrong for you, but I want you to be prepared for it because shit has gone wrong for me. And I wish that somebody would have warned me the bullshit that I could have gotten myself into. So just being a bro, trying to help you out. Think about it. If it's not completely legal where you are, weigh your options. Uh, legally, probably I should say, don't fucking do it. But you're a grown-ass adult, and I recommend that every grown adult does what the fuck they want. Don't be governed by Rasta Jeff or the government if that's how you feel. All right, let me get myself back on, on track here. Uh, integrated pest management. 
Plan for every bug imaginable. Plan for every pest, animal, uh, problem, pathogen imaginable. Then also prepare for thieves and prepare for law enforcement. However you want to deal with them is up to you. I should also say that booby traps are highly illegal. If you set up some sort of booby traps in your grow, in your yard, in your space, and somebody else gets hurt, especially a law enforcement officer, you are in deep shit. You're going to get sued. You're going to go to jail. If you own the property, you're in extra trouble. If you're just a renter, the homeowner may also be in some trouble with you. All right. All right. I feel like I've rambled enough about your early outdoor grow preparations. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know I would love to hear from you. The email address is, of course, growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Let me know what you think of this episode. Now it is time to give away a pack of seeds and also announce the winner from the last episode, free seed giveaway sponsored by our friends at seedsherenow.com. That's right. Make sure you check out seedsherenow.com. They've got seeds from all of your favorite breeders. They've got regulars. They've got feminized. They've got auto flowers. They've got single seeds. They've got bulk packs. They've got every freaking thing you're looking for. If you need new seeds, I highly recommend seedsherenow.com. Now with no further ado, the winner from last episode's free seed seed giveaway brought to you by seedsherenow.com is drumroll please it is going to be sticky goodness big shout out and congratulations to my friend sticky goodness you have won a free pack of irie genetic seeds please send me an email at growfromyourheart at hotmail.com let me know you're the person that won the pack of seeds please do include your mailing address so i can get those seeds out to you if you do have any requests of seeds that you would like please do include that request in your email however i may not be able to honor that request some things are sold out some things are simply unavailable if I've got it, I'll send it right your way. All right, now here's how you can win a free pack of seeds. If you've watched this episode this far, you do deserve an opportunity to win a free pack of seeds. It is very easy. Go to this YouTube video. This is episode number 785 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. Go to the YouTube video and simply type in a comment telling me why myself and seedsherenow.com should give you a free pack of Irie genetic seeds, and I will announce the winner on the next episode. All right. Thanks to everybody who did participate in the last uh, seed giveaway contest. Big shout out to our friends at seedsherenow.com for donating the pack of seeds. Also a big shout out to our most recent winner, Sticky Goodness, for winning a pack of seeds. That's all I've got for this episode. Please support the show on Patreon at patreon.com. Also, make sure you check out my website, iriegenetics.com. There's a link to the Patreon there. There's a link to the Discord. There's a link to the seed breeders or the seed vendors. Everything you need is on my website, iriegenetics.com. There's also a Grow Help tab. If you go to iriegenetics.com, there will be a spot where it says Grow Help. Type in your grow questions. I will read those questions here on the podcast. I love answering the listener questions and creating listener-generated content. So please do send in those grow questions. All right. I feel like my voice is burning out. My throat's getting dry. It's time to go get a drink and take some dabs. I'll be back in a week with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my friends at Custom Dank. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me. We'll